funny to us, but if people read that track listing, it's a bit, a bit fucking rough, isn't it? Listening to the Claim of Throne Blodgecast coming on you in 2020. Blodging, podging, and thumbing the cum. I'm Cabba, and I'm here once again with Ash. I feel a bit awkward doing this actually. How long has it been? And how also, <laughs> how long since the last episode? Oh, Fucking ages. I walked straight into that one. Mm. And also, I fell for the joke. Yeah. I would say it has been a good two months almost. Mm hmm. And, uh, yeah, the reason for that is we've mostly been thumbing the cum and writing, uh, recording, releasing and gigging a random uh, grind uh, release. Spare of the moment. Almost three months. Three months, there you go. That's a long time. And also. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so we did that. We're talking about that, are we? I guess so. I mean, all three of our listeners would know about it by now anyway. (laughs) That's true. Um. Yeah, did a split CD released uh, with our friends from Bloody Poop who were, uh, yeah, planning to have a split CD release with a different band and um, that band was no longer available and instead of telling Bloody Poop that the band was no longer available, Ash texted me and said, if you had a grind band, what would it be called and what would the songs be about? I said, Tom Thumb about Foreskins. Yada, 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 here yeah. we are. Yeah, there we go. It was a fun experience. Um, probably still could have had time to podge, but whatever. Mm. There was all the rest of it. Moved into this house. Oh, yeah. Um, fucking, did we do other uh, shit? I don't know, Christmas, New Year's, Christmas, things New Year. like that. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way. Oh, yeah, and also with you. Bunch of pricks. And, yeah. I don't know what else. <coughs> Not much. I've been a bit oh, of a hey, slack man. prick apart from that. We've both got new jobs. While, yeah. Um, yeah, fucking crazy shit. Start the year off fresh. Should be interesting. Speaking of which, I don't want to be one of those cunts or anything, but um, do you do like New Year's resolutions or what? what are your goals of the year for a better question? I don't, but this is the second year in a row where I have multiple weeks off in January as a mm. bachelor. Right. And um, so I think it's going to be much like last year where it wasn't a resolution, but I thought, well, let's just fucking thumb it. <laughs> and I like ate, like didn't drink a beer for, I think I like had one night on the piss. And then the rest of it, I ate so clean, didn't drink, heaps of water, like no coffee. Um, yeah, started exercising, like played guitar and drums every day for a couple of hours and just like super, super focused. Did some stop motion. That's when I did that thing. Mm. And now that I've got him presenting his humongous cock, um, I'll probably fuck around with that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Tom That's Thumb my resolution. If anyone can't figure out what Nash is talking about, there is a big character, Behaving. little um, what are they called? Uh, cock souvenir-looking guy with a giant cock. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny, and <laughs> Ash is turning it into a 
animation, animated video. I guess the difference this year is that you're downing a beer as we're speaking, so I imagine you're not too concerned about that side of things to start oh, this year off. Wait, when I'm... Um I got to get, like I said, I got to get rid of the drinks in the house before yeah. I start afresh. Yeah, so that's quite important. How about you? Do you do resolutions? Um, I used to do a lot. Not really resolutions, but like yeah, goals loosely and mm. also <laughs> broadly. Um, <laughs> and also, that being said, last year I did not because my New Year's resolution was to not have any goals and to just chill Take it for as a bit. Cumes, and I did that mm. well and truly. Um, Still got a release out though. Yeah, that was an accident. <laughs> um, so I, I do feel like I dropped the ball a bit last 12 months, but uh, yeah, my body was craving it, but no more excuses this year. So I would say I just want to um, step one, Harvest Trail album recorded and released and play a gig. Yep, yep. And then the next main one is New Claim the Throne album. Amazing that that's on the list at yeah. all. Mainly... Finish writing it would be step one. Yeah. Hopefully within a, the next few months mm-hmm. and then, yeah, record the, the prick later in the year. And if I did those two things musically, I'd be pretty happy. Um, and if I do more, that would be even better as well. Yeah, if you're talking about goal setting, I guess mine would be to wrinkle out someone's little <laughs> cock by the end of the month just for a laugh, you know what I mean? Um, also do a video clip <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> And by the way, yeah. we're not talking Pixar here. We're talking mm. dirty, sweaty, mm. boiling yeah. little video clip. It'll look shit, yeah. which is my That'll style. That'll look great. Um, Match the music. Yeah, but I've, man, number one on my list also is Harvest Trail. Mm. Um, yeah, I was kind of – I wasn't getting disheartened about Harvest Trail specifically, but we just cumed off and also arrived from that European tour when we started jamming Harvest Trail. It was mm. pretty fun and exciting, but I just was pretty burnt out on – music at the mm-hmm. time and probably drumming to be honest mm-hmm. but then since the last t- what two months or so actually that's what mm. we've been doing a lot of is jamming regularly where we normally true, podge yeah. on a saturday morning that's yeah. probably a big part of it yeah um and it has been so refreshing mm. to cruise into a jam room and feel like i have to be the one that's supposed to lift my game <laughs> and uh, i feel like you guys feel that as well or something like that mm. we're definitely me and Ian feel like that. Yeah, I feel like we've, yeah, all three of us thus far have really pushed ourselves yeah. without it being stressful or anything but it's been quite a challenge but an enjoyable one and um, we, yeah, probably last year we were going on about how we were playing songs half speed and all that stuff in the jam room but I think, yeah, we've just gradually that has paid improved off ourselves a at a way. slow pace and... um. Yeah, now we're just like busting out some real challenging songs without, yeah, yeah. without a fucking problem in the world. So I, yeah, it's, I, I feel strangely refreshed about music at this time of the year. I feel strange that it's like this song is two hundred and forty beats a minute, and I'm like, oh, thank God, a slow one. <laughs> you know, I haven't felt like that. Usually it's the opposite with Claim of Throne because after so many years of playing that same set, we were only peppering in one or two like quite fast ones mm. and it was always fucking mantra that's not fast the whole way through. It's at two, 240 BPM but it's there's only like a couple of sections of quick stuff and the rest is pretty 
groovy and shit. Including the very start of the song. Yeah, yeah. And so I'd always be see that on the set list and go, oh, no, I'm just not in that kind of form. Whereas now it's like the absolute opposite. It's like feels like a fucking breeze now. Yeah, right. Actually, next step on my agenda is electric drum kit oh, yeah. right there. So I've got now my in eye. the new house and yeah. the wife going away for a few weeks. Yeah, bigger room. We're going to have some fun in, in here and also my oath. music. Yeah, my oath, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, looking forward to that. I feel fucking rejuvenated with, with drums. And yeah, recently I picked up the old single coil Strat, started mm. tinkering around on that. Um, so yeah, it's all firing again. I think a lot of that is to do with just environment. Like I was getting pretty sick of that apartment and I didn't realise I was. And the second we moved out, I just was like, yes, this is so good. Why didn't we do this a year ago? Um, so, yeah, served its purpose, but, yeah, feeling really good. So definitely Tom um, Tom Thumb, fuck me, <laughs> and also um, Harvest Trail yeah. first. Man, that recording we're going to do, mm. if we can fucking pull it off. And also. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to Little Inn's house tomorrow. I call him Little because he's got yeah, opposite of a little... Um, cock shriveled up cock it's actually very <laughs> large and succulent um, but so we're gonna track some guitars and the intention is decade of aggression having mm-hmm. um, yeah two guitars split left and right so you can tell who's playing what and I don't know just I'm, I'm quite curious about that and Ian seems to be very keen on it too just to see how that sounds. Different tones. Like Different, your own Whatever tones. tone, yeah. Your own tones. It's just two personalities yeah. of guitarists. Um, yeah, I don't know, rather than going down there, double this and double that and do four tracks of guitar and shit like that. Yeah, and, and everything has to be perfect. The cool thing about it is, is kind of a funny idea. Like it struck me, why would I go in and multi-track drums and then we go in and do guitars or we mm. reamp or we do this? If we're that tight at the moment, why don't we just stick mics up and see how it goes? And let's say, let's say under the microscope, it's a bit harder to get through the guitars, for example. At least we've got that in the room mics, and there's a bit of bleed, and it's just a bit different. Like we never, we never do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the full intention of getting it all nailed on the day. So let's say. I reckon two takes of each song and if anything anyone noticed was a bit hairy and also then we just do it again yeah, and then punch it in. And so just a very live recording it's going to be which yeah, suits the music I think. Totally. That's the intention of the whole thing. Walk out with basic tracks, that being just rhythm left and right and drums. Mm. So stripped crazy. I've done this spreadsheet. Fuck, I should have. I don't know if I emailed a copy to myself or not but um, I've done this spreadsheet 12 inputs and I'm like, I know I can get away with probably six on drums but I want to put a couple of mics on the guitars and I do want room mics as well. So it's a bit hard to do with 12 inputs. So my plan is to do an eight input drum setup, two inputs of room and then with the last two, I actually want to use Ian's mixer or the one that's in the room on the day and multi-mic the cabs and then just sum them down to two tracks left and right. Mm. And then at the end of that, we'll play through, do our tracking and then um, you guys tomorrow, 
and maybe over the next week or two, you'll track DIs with your guitars and then on the day after we finish doing our live tracking, we'll just run them through the amps as well. So then if anything can't be lived with from the guitar playing, drums we're sort of stuck with what we've got, but if anything can't be lived with with the guitars, then we'll just, you know, basically do a post punch in. So, okay, that um, that bar there, I fucked that note up majorly every time. Let's just move it. But if we can live with it, I reckon we forget about it. It just yeah. is what it is. And that's it. All we have to do then is just vocal overdubs and leads and bass. And you can do all that shit at your house, you know, so. So this new cruisy recording attitude that you've got, which I'm finding hilarious, by the way, in a really good way. Is that inspired a lot by the Tom Thumb recording, do you think? 2,000%. Amazing, hey, that something like that can just come out of nowhere and really change your perspective on things. Um, and what I enjoyed most about that was I would never have in any in a million years thought of writing a song like this but just record some shit riff directly onto a phone voice recorder, email it to you or, you know, two or three riffs or whatever, one after the other, no actual structure to a song or whatever, you listen to it, go into a jam room, record the album without the, the way, structures even done. Four days after getting the songs. <laughs> after I've spent one day <clears throat> writing some riffs um, and just tracking drums with those like broad riff ideas in mind and just doing what feels natural I guess and kind of turning it into... Something, and then we get in to record the actual guitars and finish the song based on what the drums are doing, what's already there. Yeah, and those bits coming up with something that is, yeah, don't know. Because there's that weird communication barrier where I'm in a room by myself with drums and I'm listening to your riff and I'm like, one, two, three, four, five. That's a weird time change. You've probably just had three beers and you've just skipped a note Mm. and I've interpreted it as this like, five notes to a bar fucking thing. So I do that on drums <laughs> and then we get into record guitar one week later yeah. and vocals and bass all on the same day. The <laughs> album basically. With a bottle of Jägermeister <laughs> and several beers. <laughs> that was amazing. And you're like, what in the fuck are you doing there? And I'm like, oh shit, I don't know. Can we change it? Well, I mean, sort of, but no. And let's just deal with it and then that's how the songs just, we just did it. Yeah, and listening back now, I wouldn't have it any other way. They're, no. they're way more interesting than it ever intended and they don't sound out of place or strange or forced or anything. It just no. sounds like fun music recorded well. It, very natural um, composition, I reckon. Mm. Super just like whatever flowed we just did. Mm. A couple of bits where like we literally don't have any parts for this and I, I decided, oh, I'm just going to blast beat for two bars here just for the hell of it or do this crazy <laughs> fill that's going to go for feeling it. Yeah, yeah, just into it. And I thought, you know, when I was like sort of cutting and fucking moving things around after to – because how it happened is I was actually doing something with Al and also um, recording some shit. On so the same day. So we did Harvest Trail Jam, <laughs> then Harvest Trail leaves, Al also arrives, then we mic up my kit, record a sample pack, Al leaves – I throw up mics and then track Tom Thumb and I just recorded an hour and a half of drums. So I did like, let's say, I think this riff goes like this, so I just jam on that idea for like 
two minutes and then I'd be like, what's the next riff? And if I could remember it, I'd try and play through a few parts. That's why the fills are very transitional because I was just like trying to go from one bit to the other. And then I went home and it's a fucking 12-minute, 14-minute EP. Just sort of went, okay, that song goes like this. Yep, sounds good, 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 good. I stopped there. Let's just grab the next bit, pull it back. Yep, keep going, blah, blah, blah. And that's that's just it. Mm. Pretty fucking crazy. Minimal mics. Yeah. One major thing I learned is A, fuck you can get a decent drum sound in a real hurry if you've got a plan. <laughs> I did that. I got those mics up super quick. Some things I'd like to change but is what it is. Other thing, man, I use the thickest sticks. I don't think I've got any on hand that I've used on a recording ever. And the rim shot, because I was beating the Christ out of the snare, because I used the lower tuning and did my little, I put like a muffling mm. ring on it. And so it was super fat and wet sounding. And the rim shots were so obnoxiously cracking that I actually had to figure out how to reduce, like it was taking my head off. And even, even um, Gav was talking to me. And he was like, oh, is that a trigger? I'm like, that's not a trigger. That's the most annoying sounding rim <laughs> shot I've ever done. It's good and it's really impactful and stuff, but it's, it was so extreme. So, yeah, I don't know that I would use sticks that thick again. Like it really brought out the tone of the toms and stuff, but I think mm. it was way too much on the snare. Either that mm. or I need to get rid of the die cast hoop I've got on the snare and put a triple flange one on there or something. Wild shit. Just real aggressive. <laughs> but, yeah, all all that drumming on there is all natural playing and, yes, definitely punched in or moved around, chopped and changed kind of thing, but no, like, grid editing or any yeah, bullshit, yeah. which you can definitely tell on the double kicks and blasts and stuff. But there's no triggers as well mm. except for the kick, which is just a sample of this mic I'm speaking on in the room on the day just mm-hmm. to tuck it in. But if you took the kick out of there, it actually doesn't really change the sonics of it, it's just slightly like the volume is slightly wavery in parts mm-hmm. and um, the low end, it's more the low end was inconsistent, like the attack was there but the low end when you go faster it kind of better to rot away a little bit. So um, yeah, I broke my sort of rule of trying to never trigger again yeah. and I thought that in that instance it really suited the music and it's grind so we've been really strict on these rules for the last couple of years and now yeah. we're just gradually stripping them back slightly okay. which i think is a good way to go oh, yeah. be very strict and then just strip it back where you need to um One, yeah three four five six seven eight i used one more microphone on tom thumb and that's a room mic than I did on Forged in Flame. Mm. And Forged in Flame was recorded start to finish in six hours (laughs) because of my disaster. (laughs) So it's like all full circle but this time it really sounds a lot better drum-wise anyway. So Yeah, top effort. Yeah, guitars reamped them after Harvest Mm. Trail again. Yeah. That was great. Vocals? Vocals was hilarious really because we had no plan apart from drink a bottle of Jaeger and see what happens. <laughs> and as always with album recordings and stuff, I find like it just takes, I don't know, the first sort of 15, 20 minutes or something, a few takes of just trying to figure out what you're doing 
So being that we have no experience playing grind, I was just I was trying to be funny and just making weird vocal noises, yeah, and then right. you're sitting at the yeah. computer like, yeah, that's pretty cool, man, but. It's not really cutting through and you should just be more natural or um, just really let loose because I was sort of doing those growly things under my breath yeah, to yeah. try and sound like romper prop or something. Um, and so I just try and like listen to your feedback and do what you say and eventually then once you, you get it, then we just smash through it. No lyrics whatsoever making them all up on the way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> then, yeah, every now and again you jump up or we'll just have some hilarious idea and throw in some line of something highly offensive that we want to say or a message to sleep. And then, anyway, so that all got done, hilarious, but then listening back to it and then, as usual, come up with some lyric ideas that would work in place of the no lyric growls. So next week it... Harvest Trail Jam, we just finished Jam and did like 20 minutes of more vocal tracking, like one take Jake's with actual words. Yeah, we, I literally, like we got a tone on Cabazam where it was already mic'd up. Oh, sorry, it was already set up for Jam. I just threw a mic in front of it, dialed in a tone, sent Cabba for Continental Rolls, mm. pressed record. I waited for the DIs we'd done the week before to play through. Cabba gets back. We nail two Continental Rolls while we're listening to the reamps happening, mm. press stop, hold back vomiting while doing vocals for 20 minutes, pack up and leave by <laughs> normal pack up time. It was the quickest recording in history, eh? Mm. Fucking amazing. Very funny. <coughs> I've had a few people ask me what the theme is and I just don't really answer because I don't know how. But um, What the thumb is. Yeah, I really <laughs> like that we've somehow just got this strange really heavy music with really like nice looking distinguished gentlemen in all these different pictures that you've stylized styly men 1920s fucking hand-drawn pictures from yeah. the internet somewhere i never thought i'd play a gig live wearing a suit jacket and a hat yeah and we did the gig and did a gig which was not the plan either and we also never jammed together before that no gig. yeah that was quite funny we planned to after Harvest Trail mm. and then we rocked up and when we arrived at Vision Studios, didn't get fucking let in because whoever was opening up had, Peter, we'd slept in. <laughs> so we sat there for a fucking hour and went, screw this, let's just contingency plan, cruise home. So we came and also arrived to this place here, this very room. Practice pad. essentially moving in. Yeah, during moving. <laughs> set up this computer that we're recording to now and just pumped the half-assed fucking bass DI mm. <laughs> and then just played along to it in the room. I couldn't hear you because I was listening to the clicks that I'd made. I also like that we didn't even bother trying to get band members. Yeah, yeah, just me keep too. keep it as me too. <laughs> one drummer and one guitarist. And like I'd written a couple of songs and you're... I was like, do you need to like know the riffs? Because I don't know what we did on the day. We were pretty drunk. And you're like, no, I'll figure it out. And I was like, he'll figure it out. Easy. I guess I'll hear what he's doing on stage when we play. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. Ridiculous. Hilarious. Anyway, it's good fun. It's been a quite a wild experience over one month. Kind of feels like a bit surreal actually. I feel good. the... 
the kernel of that sort of thing has always been like the old school way. Did you have a demo like that? I know with um, my successful band Mochief, mm. we're just like, oh, this guy will demo you. He's available from two to four o'clock. So get your kit there, set it up, he'll mic it up and you track four songs and leave. Mm. And you're like, okay, cool. So you go up, do it, that's it and you leave. And then a few weeks later, everyone else has done that on their lunch breaks at work or something and you just get delivered a demo. You're like, fucking hell, that that sure came together. Yeah, yeah. And then as you sort of get a bit more um, caring about your shit or something, you just start to like, you know, we're hiring studios for weeks on end and planning and we're just making it the biggest deal in the world. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you think about it, like someone like Al being a recording engineer, he just records bands every day. So it's like a normal, normalised situation for him. Mm-hmm. And I think putting the performer in the same mindset is just like I'm getting used to just fucking recording on a dime. Like mm-hmm. I don't need I don't need this big build-up where I feel like I'm prepping to fucking run a marathon or something. Mm-hmm. It's just part of my normal everyday life. Yeah. That's what I reckon we pulled off anyway. That I kind agree. That mindset Fully. change. I guess on that as well, something else which was interesting with this experience was that, you know, I think we've said in the past over the last few albums, you can sense like the cool vibe in the demo tracks like of of Claim of Throne demos or any demos or Mm -hmm. whatever and you're really, yeah, you're feeling the songs there and then when you're writing them and then a year and a half later you still haven't recorded the album and then you yeah. just kind of can't be fucked anymore. Yeah. And then you listen back to the demos, you're like, wow, they sound a lot better than the album even does. So I think with this just doing it and not delaying or not doing it gradually and just getting it done and out, the whole experience remained positive rather than becoming a chore at any point. Yeah, and I think you hit it on the head because not that it sounds worse, like it's always the production's yeah. better... It's just a bit stale by that stage. Yeah, you start hating the songs. I don't know. Yeah, and again, the the farthing wheel thing was an example of like the best of both worlds, where you know we wrote the songs in a real fucking hurry, and not. I don't even think it's about that either. It's just that I was still excited about the songs when we walked into the room. Mm-hmm. Again, go with someone good. Al knows what he's doing. What are we doing today? Whatever. What sound are we going for? He sorts that shit out and just as the person who has to actually play the fucking shit, you just sit down and you do it and it's just like a – it felt fun to do, you know? Um, Yeah, whereas some of those like desolate plane sessions like you guys are rocking up to my house every weekend for fucking three weeks or something like that and it was just we're all tired from work and – oh, how did that riff go on that fucking mm. demo we recorded three months ago and the tabs are wrong as well because we didn't put time into them because who can be fucked and, yeah. you know, it's not. it doesn't feel like there's too much room to move whereas like, yeah, with some of that other stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't really remember what I did but this actually is pretty cool. Let's mm. just roll with it. Yeah. Have a bit of confidence and fucking go. For sure. Um, something funny in terms of marketing, marketing, marketing is... um. Spotify not accepting, well, DistroKid not accepting Tom Thumb songs because yeah. of the samples being in them and it being copyrighted potential problems or whatever got rejected. Yeah, that's true. Hence, that. it is not available on streaming because we haven't decided what to do about that yet. But that was something that hadn't even crossed my mind. You just automatically put funny samples in because yeah. Tom Thumb. 
Yeah, it didn't um, cross my mind either. Yeah, and you I upload it to Bandcamp and have no dramas whatsoever. But yeah. then when it comes to streaming, it's like shit. And if we just cut all the samples out, then it probably won't be accepted because the songs are too short and not real songs. Exactly. AKA yeah, nine foot. And also, <laughs> <laughs> and also, just not as funny. Yeah, like the songs are fucking funny, but I just don't really think they're quite the same without that shit. Mm. The other idea I had... Hold the pork by the bone (laughs) and place it inside. We could like (laughs) beep them out or something. (laughs) Put something over that to cover it or if you'd like to hear this sample, find Tom Thumb on Bandcamp. I um, sneak some weird shit in. Have we? Uh, are we cruising here? Are we just chilling and talking? Yeah. Can we do a quick track by track rundown? Sure. And then press play on it and let these cunts listen to it. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. What do we got first? Four on the floor. Four on the floor. I'm not sure how these songs became in some sort of order, but um, you ordered them. Yeah, I think this this song anyway to me always sounded like a bit of an introy sort of thing. It just Definitely. like had that really. Slow, doomy start, which, oh yeah, I don't know. It was like n- not even a prelude to grind, but I know, just keep... f- felt that it needed some, like a red herring. Mm. So I wrote that and then I went, oh yeah, I'll write a full song out of this. And then on the day went, I don't know what to do now. Cabba, yeah. can you write the rest of this? And we yeah. just did the rest of it in the room. On By the, the way, day. I still don't know how to play it, but I did play a gig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's always your funny like guitar chords that I can never quite figure <sighs> out exactly but managed to pull it off and also um, just figure it yeah, out. I didn't even think about that. You you just – isn't it funny that I just trusted you to just do that? Mm. Like I didn't go like, oh, you, you know, it's just one, three and five or whatever the fuck <laughs> I did. <laughs> like I didn't even think that you had to th- – whatever. Anyway. What's fuck. the sample at the start of it? Oh, the, the sample coming. is one of the most hilarious things. There's um, he starts talking about the second coming of Who Christ. Some f- Jesus dude mm. doing a lecture. It's like goes for forty minutes. I listened mm. to a lot of it, <laughs> and it was really funny. <laughs> and a part of it is like, he's like the first time he came, and he keeps <laughs> talking about it. There's heaps of funny shit in there, and one he's like, he was wearing, he was covered in swaddling cloth. <laughs> And he's like, um, and he was dripping with blood. Of course, a better word is spattered. <laughs> like, it was just built for samples. But so, yeah, I think, yeah, you made a good choice. <laughs> a great way to start the release, really, because we are essentially talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ. I think I tried to edit it to, to say we're talking about the coming of Jesus Christ, but it just didn't, you could hear the sort of D trail off there. There was a bit of that on the samples to fit purpose halfway through the song then it picks up the pace and it's got that um center guitar pit big bit without any drums and we noticed the reamping of the guitar amp was dropping out a bit oh, you managed to fix yeah, that up very yeah, well yeah, i think yeah. um also there's some token ash vocals hidden somewhere in there i won't say where but very <laughs> funny i enjoy it <laughs> uh can't remember what any of the lyrics are but about uh, funny pulling cock today we're going to talk about the second coming of Jesus Christ.
next song is um, He Sprays My Face. Got to be up there with one of the best songs yeah. on there, right? Who is he? His name is Sleet and he sprays my oh, face. Yeah. That's one of the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. He treats it like a race. His name is Sleet and he sprays my face. <laughs> we should probably oh. send Sleet all the lyrics. I remember um, saying to you like, this is a love letter to Sleet, yeah. this whole album. And it is an album. It's yeah. not an EP. Of course. But yeah, that one's funny. That's actually the first one you sent to me. I was playing that gig in Adelaide with um, Battlesword Steel Master. Mm. And I get this email from Cabba, me and Wosley are just having a, having a breather from the festival back in the hotel. And I got the email and said, hey, man, Cabba told you about Tom Thumb. And he's like, yeah, man, I didn't know if I was supposed to say anything. It was a big secret. I was like, you want to hear the first song at the same time I do? But yeah, no lyrics and a, bit, a little bit more. Um, oh, I was yelling the word spray. Yeah, yeah. But the, the that was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was no lyrics. Very grind. But uh, yeah, I really loved that rhythm. But then you changed it, and I, I like it way better now. Mm. Funny how that happens. Yeah. Um, sample in that song. What is it? Sample is um, some cricket stuff, isn't there? At the end of it. Yes, there is cricket stuff. But uh, oh no, isn't it A B C? Oh yeah, A B C D. No. Yeah, oh, it, it is. It is A B C D E. Yeah. Which is, I think is quite funny. Very obscure. Dicey likes that a lot. Yeah, it's an obscure grind sample. Not a lot of people understand I'd it. I'd like to know which samples um, Distro Kid really don't like. It might be that because that's also, <laughs> I think I actually <laughs> recorded it off a streaming service looking for kids' songs or something like that. As Careful of your search history. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, he sprays my face. Um, I actually wanted one from Play School, like an Australian sample of the ABC song, but man, it's littered with people trying to get a billion plays. It's perfect. My favourite part of the whole album, quite possibly, is the bit when it comes into the second part where it says, He in. sprays my face. And it just goes to hi, hi closed hi hat. Yeah. It sounds so sick. And again, just a. Don't remember thinking to do that idea, but listening to your demo, I was like, oh, it sort of sounds like that. I liked just writing guitar without giving a single fuck in the world about what would happen on drums and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Never done that before. A, B, C, D. as a chop it certainly is it yeah. is and uh, the shortest song on the album I think probably yeah. definitely the fastest I yeah. would suggest oh, 
Hold the pork. By the way. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. Um, that is a random one as well. Yeah, I was listening to a lot of different grindcore when we when the idea first came about, and it was a great excuse for me to get back into listening to grind a bit. And I think that was probably from listening to shit like maybe even like extortion or something really? like that, where it's just like fast ass power chords. Not even really grind, but I don't know, whatever. It oh, is. so more like um, power violence. Or as it's called these Maybe days, power party music. violence. Yeah. Oh, no, nah, nah, that's uh, something like no that. Idea. I don't even know, but uh, it was like let's just do four, a four chord progression and see where the song goes. And rotten that. as a chop. Oh, the other thing that listeners can listen out for, yeah, is I had a completely idea, different idea of the timing than you did. So after the oh, real yeah, thrashy, yeah. grindy stuff at the start, I go into this like sick, in my opinion, sick, cool double kick groove and you just played it straight timing over the top of it so that where the snare hits really starts to move oh, over yeah, the whole yeah. time but then it comes out naturally at the end back into mm-hmm. thrashiness and blasting. Yeah. The, and it works well. It does, yeah. The little There's a little stop bit at the start of the verse, I guess you can call <laughs> it. That was an accident, I think. Oh, right. Which is good. I enjoyed that. Um, and... The some of the guitaring has those like melodic sort of chords, and I think there's three songs on this release that are exactly the same. Yeah, (laughs) and that is yeah, purely just not giving a fuck and putting it in if it fits. Let it stay. Hold the pork by the bone. (laughs) (laughs) You can really hear that sizzle. Fuck! I watched some stuff, man. What I was actually trying to find is Gordon Ramsay. Eats rotten food, <laughs> and he's like, "That's rotten," you know. Like, I wanted someone saying that's rotten. First, I wanted someone saying it's rotten as a chop. Yeah. Got Owen to record a sample. Spent about two hours cutting it into some bar music from Dumble Young WA, like a movie that they did or something. Wow! And then at the end of it, I was like, "This is just not sounding authentic." So, hold the pork. Yeah. By the bone. Hold the pork by the bone and place it inside. <laughs> as a chop yeah, what next, next is um, must have been Swallow the Sun yes highlight track as well <laughs> how does Fucking it even hell. start yeah Damn. that was actually one of my favourite ones eventually after playing it and stuff um, how, how does the first riff go I'm trying to think of how the sample goes first oh yeah I swallowed up the love of God oh yeah see that was going to be a really long excerpt as well I imagine longer potentially from that longer. yeah same Research. One of those classic interviews of a Christian guy, you know, saying how he was just down and out and then he discovered God. And so my search history is like... He was drunk and they gave him coffee and Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And he swallowed up the love of God. I was like swallowing Eucharist. That's what I was writing in and stuff like that. And I found this video, watched an interview that went again for probably 40 minutes. And yeah, found him talking about how he swallowed up the love of God. But it was swallowed up by the love of God and I... Uh, 
snuck in some editing there. Yeah. Big bustle riff to open that song. Huge bustle riff. Um, a lot of bustle and groove across the whole thing. Yeah. And quite the second riff's quite a good one too. But I, I like how we just it keeps that just galloping sort of groovy pace. Priest be yeah. with you. Priest be with you. <laughs> <laughs> Supposed to be a few gospel lyrics in there, but couldn't really make the whole thing work. But yeah. Wanted to have an and also with you. Didn't happen. I tried it so many different ways. Also tried fitting the sample into. Mm. How about the bit in the middle of that song where it's the there's like the oh. almost black metally sort of blast beaty bit. Yeah. And then it goes into that random as fuck open uh, chord things. And then the bass drop. Oh, yeah. The bass drop was always planned. That middle section just came out of nowhere mid-tracking. And worked. Yeah, worked That was fine. one of those Jaeger inspiration yeah. ones. The bass drop is a cryptopsy slit your guts worship. Absolutely. I want to find out more mm. about what the Lord is doing in and through you. I, I went there drunk and they gave me Jesus. They gave me coffee and Jesus. And that was a glorious day, hearing that actually Jesus came for me. And all I can tell you is that I swallowed up the love of God. Jock Sawcock, <laughs> one of, of my favourite samples the first on the album. Song? That was the first song written. Mm. So on the on the Friday, that so on Thursday I was at Jam and Dyson said, "I think this is too hectic for the band that is originally doing the split. Still cool with it." And I said, "No problems." Went home, by the bone, message Cabba, "What do you think?" He goes, "Tom Thumb." Next morning, picks me up for Jam at nine a.m. and I said, "Here's a song." This What's morning. this? Yeah. Oh, it's the first Tom Thumb thing. And you're like, so what is this thing you're talking about here? And I'm like, we're doing yeah. a band. Yeah. Laughed the whole way, wrote all the song titles <laughs> that day during the jam and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, in Jock Boys have cock. a nice cock. Oh, classic. Yeah, some South Park in here. That was actually the only song that wasn't done on your guitar. Oh. Because okay. it's the actual demo tracking I mm. did that morning at 6 a.m. before yeah. jam. Definitely don't know how to play this song either, but managed to play It's a, a weird one. Hard to play on drums too, but yeah. is what it is. Good though. Yeah, almost a bit of um, 
some carcassy stuff in there at yeah. the end and stuff like that. A bit of I like the the melody harmony bits that we've chucked in randomly in some of these songs. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in the fucking thing. Excuse me. That was pretty impressive down there. You boys have a nice cock. Crossword. Classic. Yeah. Four across. Classic thumb. Toss the cock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably our best lyric. <laughs> What's the Razor Ray would that? like that one. And also in this song, Roy, if you're listening, um, there's a lot of Roy lyrics in this song. Oh, yeah. That's Ra- a- Razor Ray, Baron Samaday. About the injoke. Razor Roy, anal destroy. Yeah. Um, a no one two three four, four of course yeah. that's one's for you Nettie Noodle yeah Razor Ray Baron Samaday oh yeah and that's that one is it Rumple Popple what is yeah, that band it is called a bit a bit like that I and guess and it's got that really slow sort of grind beat like eighty like sounding grind or whatever you couldn't the fuck get it is. an easier riff open one two three four it's repeat. like a, the slowest poop tip beat you can do it's actually weird to play it that slow um it took me a while to i think actually track that in the room on the day i just could not get it and i had to fucking do that for ages track that crap dack crossword one two three Seven is thumbing the cum, I believe. It would be, yeah. Yeah. It turns out this is a bloody poop riff. Yeah. Which is good true. because the whole idea for, of, of this was to impress Dicey essentially uh, and try and make it sound exactly like his music. turns out was a riff. <laughs> <laughs> that was a riff that he'd been playing for the last two years when we jammed with yeah, Claim of Throne. Yeah. 
So I think we probably subconsciously. Absolutely. Yeah, when you think of dicey in music, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was quite good. What what's the thumbing the cum sample? Oh, oh another great one. <laughs> Hold your what is it? Suck on your th- blow no, that, on that's your thumb. Little balls. Blow on your thumb for thirty seconds. Blowing it really hard. Blowing it, really of course. Hard. Obviously, our ode to Smitty there. Yeah. Um, can't quite think of what else happens in this song. There's a cowbell, right? Yeah, there's a blast, a blast bit, which actually live I completely butchered because it's one of your crazy sort of death metal riffs, and it's like a. Blast, 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 five, six, blast, blast, three, four, blast, 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 five, six, blast, blast, three, four. Yeah. And I, on the night, I was like, okay, I've got to get this bit right. Blast, 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 oh, I've lost Cabba. And then I just jumped into the groove and then I look at you and you're just, you just played the same riff for probably like five times in a row, which never happens in Tom Thumb. And then eventually we stopped at the same time and everyone thought it was intentional. So yeah, that's all you need to do. Start tight and end tight. Easy. Song has to really start and finish well also. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's that's a good good one. Thumbing the cum. Blow on your thumb for 30 seconds. Blow on it really hard. Classic, isn't it? That is probably the best quote-unquote song on the album, do you reckon? So, uh, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I was scared that it sounded like a dying fetus riff for some reason. Okay. Um, but I did go through and listen to a lot of dying fetus and couldn't find anything that I've ripped off, so happy enough to, to take that one. And the first riff is the same as the end riff, so it really feels like it comes full circle because there's a lot of stuff the going the most structured on. song. Absolutely. Mm. And then there's that weird ravioli bit that... Where again on the drums, I thought Cabba was doing something crazy. So I just mimicked what I thought I was hearing. And then in the room on the day, we're like, that doesn't even go to a click track. Mm. Like our tempo <laughs> map is gone. And but we figured it out. And, it, yeah. and then live, we played it to exactly how we recorded it, which is fucking crazy. Some of those chords in that bit could maybe almost be corpsey or, or yeah, Angeli or something. What's the sample for that one? Uh, that you don't want to get the regular <laughs> balls. You don't want to get the sterilized balls. What is that? I can just imagine you at home know. by yourself I on a Friday know. night in jock, crapping Dak, looking up the weirdest shit, 
boiling balls. <laughs> some guy boiling cotton balls for some reason. I've no idea. And then he's just like, because you're going to get a lot more of your juice. I'm oh, like, yeah. what? What does this have to do That's with anything? Obviously meant to be. You chopped that up a little bit too. Yeah, definitely. Just to get him to say balls more. Um, that was quite funny. But yeah, the best song on there, I reckon, as a, as a song song, and quite funny, and um, really quite fun to play as well. Mm. And vocally, a bustle, like quite a fun song. Oh, how about the um the slammy bit near the end of it, and we've got the artificial harmonics. Hilarious. Oh, dun, 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 dun. yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Some of that as well. I like didn't really know what happened with the timing and stuff, but yeah, managed to do that in the uh, tracking phase. Um, now you don't want to get the regular balls. You don't want to get the sterilized balls. You want the organic balls because boiling, basically, you're neutralizing it, and you're going to be tasting a lot more of your juice. <laughs> Skin one, my foreskin oh, yeah. only comes back enough for me to see the tip. I like that that sample keeps going as the song starts. It's about tugging the foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that a hard called? one. Uh, crushed up and fucked. Of course it is. Yeah, which was our folder name for all our demos mm. for um, Desolate Plains, was it? Yep. Yeah, back in twenty fourteen and fifteen, <laughs> you must have had a few pirati lives when you were working that night. Heavy, eh? Yeah. Funny to us, but if people read that track listing, it's a bit, a bit fucking rough, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, that song couldn't even tell you what is going on in the, the guitaring. So Also the hardest and most difficult for me to play on drums too. Just the time. I don't know what's going on there. Mm, very How short long? song as well. Yeah, thankfully. I hang out for that bit in the middle because I can kind of figure that out. But <laughs> all those other stompy power chords, don't know what that is. And, and my favourite vocal of yours on the whole thing is at the end of that 
tremolo bit and it comes back into the blast, you do like a E or whatever and then a, a high scream. And it was just a spare one and I just like chucked oh, it in there okay. and it just has, it sounds so sick, dude. My foreskin only comes back enough for me to see the tip. <laughs> Lucky last. The best sample on the album. Suck off and fuck off. Good closing track title. Today is a grand <laughs> evening of my dick. Yes, thanks Chris Lilly for that one. Fucking funny. Um, Another good song, man. Exhumed Worship, that one. Yeah, okay. Um, it's funny that I'm just hearing funny. about that for the first time. <laughs> okay. Potentially ripped off of a song from Slaughter Cult. If you feel like uh, listening to some of that, it's a good one. feel like I've never heard it, so... Who cares? Yeah. Oh, well. And Suck off and fuck off. Today is the grand opening of my dick. Yeah.